Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hello, everyone. I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. Hi, you guys. And we are Blended Life. We are live and in person. Lucky yeah. you. Let's just start in the middle of the song tonight. Oh. Because I feel like we just started five minutes ago. We did. And we This already... happens, though. Yeah. So what's our topic about tonight? So I think tonight we're going to break open the can of worms, otherwise known as in-laws. Yes. I know both of our parents are, I don't know, there's something about it. Yeah. They're really weird about it. Um, and then we're going to talk about stepchildren because that's an endless topic. What are you doing? I'm turning down your volume. Oh. She likes to watch us while watching us while listening to That's us. That's the worst when you're listening to a radio show and, and then somebody the calls in and they call in and like. That's you tonight. Oh. So if that can be the only air and I don't have to press my <laughs> uh, bleep out button mm. for your mouth, that'd be greatly appreciated. Thank you. So I can't cuss? No. Oh. Well, I mean, you can. Good luck to me tonight. I'm getting notifications. We're live. We're talking about in-laws and I can't cuss. Yeah, I know. I mean, so, the first, well, I want to say before we start into anything real is I don't think enough attention is paid to how important it is. And listen, I've been married three times. You've been married twice. From experience, it is super important if you have any relationship at all with your parents, mm-hmm. that your parents, at the very least, accept your relationship. It's better if they like the person you're with and their kids. I mean, otherwise, it's going to be an uphill battle the entire time, right? Yeah, I have mean, you dealt with that in the past. Their support is everything. It yeah. really matters. I think a lot of children rebel. And they're like, I'm just going to go do me. I don't care about anything else. I just want love. Love, try it. Like, love is just, it's it's all about the love. And I don't really care about my family. And they can all go pound sand. And that works at first. At first. You're all caught up in the romance. And sure, that's all fine and well when the dust settles. And you're having children, or if you already have children, or you're struggling in your marriage. um, You know, it's that support is really crucial. Yeah. And just like kids, parents can really come between a marriage. So we'll touch and on I, both. Yeah. Hey, um, answer my question. Oh, what? Has this ever happened in the past? Has your parent, you know, has there been issues? This is by far my best experience so far. <laughs> Yay. Um, that didn't yeah. take long. You know, I mean, my first marriage, I know there's been podcasts on this already, but my mom... Um, and my stepdad really loved my first husband. Mm -hmm. So super blessed that way. Mm -hmm. They, um, just fully embraced him and he was part of our family from second one. They were the only parents who we eloped. They were the only parents that came to the wedding. Okay. His parents were really upset that we were getting married and because of how we got married, we eloped. Right. So that really was a, a struggle to connect with them. As in-laws, my second marriage, um, that was a huge struggle. I think my mom touched on this when she was on our podcast. You know, my my ex-husband had a very was very like push everyone away. He didn't want to be inclusive. He didn't want them to be able to come over whenever they wanted. Mm-hmm. He was really big on boundaries, and that was really hard for my mom. You know, I'm an only I was raised an only child. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> she didn't, so was ha- she, so was she, so she didn't have this like 
the separation from any, you know, it was just she didn't have any other distractions other otherwise known as other kids. Yeah. So when um, I had, and that put me in a really hard spot as her daughter, you know, to having to tell her you're not welcome all the time. And I didn't feel that way, but it was trying to be respectful of my, my husband at the time. And um, we're all very different. And now I'm just blessed. I mean, I love your parents so much. And vice versa. Yeah. And they're I, welcome to come whenever they want. All of our parents are welcome to come <laughs> right. over whenever they want. Yeah. Um, I think we're really blessed. I don't know how you, how do you feel about my parents? Oh, I love your parents. Being your in-laws. Yeah. I love your parents. I, I think we're very blessed with the parents we have, but not everyone is in the same type of situation. Not yeah. everyone has yeah. that same. How about your first experience. marriage? How was your um, in-law? Like it was hot or cold. And I think my parents or my mom also talked about that when we had our mothers on. It was a very hot or cold relationship. And it was always dictated by my ex. You know, it wasn't my parents needing to accept her. It was, did she accept them <laughs> on what day and whatnot, you know, and for whatever reasons. So that always made things very difficult. And the neat thing is my parents never gave up on the relationship or the marriage where a lot of times they had all rights to, you know, they could have walked away and it didn't only just happen with my parents, but with my, I have sisters as well, but it happened with my sisters. Like my middle sister, I'm the oldest of three, the one in the in between one, mm-hmm. um, didn't even see our son when he was born for like the first few months of his life because they had some, crazy issue going on your ex and your sister and my sister right that was dictated you know by my ex and everything going on and uh fortunately we don't have that in this okay so this is a really interesting question and i hope i'm not putting you on the spot but mm-hmm. like if if you were to bl- like cock block our child from a relative i would have been like tough shit they're com- sorry you know, Here we go again. sorry, but you know what I mean? Like, how Louis did the you, sailor? So I'm just curious, like, how did you allow your sister to not come meet your niece? I don't understand how that worked. Is he transgender now? I mean, your son. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you have we have a niece like, who's wait. just born. OK, wait, how how did you allow your sister to not it, come it's not see that your easy. son? So. At the end of the day, you always want to put your spouse first. I've always been a believer in that. Yes, it's my sister. Yes, they had issues. My sister's not some perfect angel, you know, or wasn't, you know, it was it was an issue that they both had that was, you know, headed off. And it was my wife at the time's decision that she didn't want her around us, around the house. Now, it wasn't anything like awful that you'd be like, you know, my parents would even be mad about, you know, it was just like. Well, oftentimes the biggest rifts come from the smallest things. That, well, that's, and that's so, it was something like that. So I just, I sided with my wife. All right. You know, it didn't cause problems between my sister and I. That's amazing. You know, but I'm also like, this is our family's household. This is my wife's home, you know, our children's home. I have to respect that my wife doesn't want her here. And, you know, in hindsight, was it the right thing to do or well, divorce? So, no, probably not. I don't know, though. I think the way you're putting it is pretty spot on. I mean, we are called to put our spouses first. Yeah. That's kind of the job we sign up for when we get married. Ironically, though, you know, she said I'd never put it first. So, <laughs> But there's an example. But, yes, I mean, I, I truly yeah. believe that we should always put our spouse first. And, that- if, mm-hmm. and if there is something major going on, you know, again, in hindsight, you know what? You are their spouse. You are the one standing next to them that is helping them make decisions. If you think they're screwing up, I should have taken more initiative to Pushed let it her a little know bit more. Like, this isn't right. Was you know? that a hard thing in your marriage that she shut down relationships at times? Yeah, but it's that's always been her life. You know, not going into too but how much did detail. that affect your marriage? I'm just curious, people out there, like because the in law thing, you know, not just it's not just you know, mother and father-in-law, but you've right. got sister, you got sisters and brothers. And I think that's very common for a spouse to, for whatever reason, not like an in-law and then shut it down. Right. And I have to think that that would, I don't have, you know, I have a half brother 
But like I don't, I don't have. I've never experienced this. I was raised an only child. He's big enough to be two brothers, though. <laughs> He's a but solid I'm just man. curious, like how does that affect a marriage when one one of the spouses are just you know cock block you from your family? Like that's got to be really difficult. No, it it creates problems on all end because now all of a sudden, if you're in the middle, you're one, stuck in the middle. Yeah. You're between a rock and a hard place. And as metaphorically funny as that is, it's completely true. Yeah, but I mean, does it make you like see your spouse like in a negative way where you're just like, whether yeah. you get bitter towards them or resentful or whatever it is? I mean, you want your son to meet your your sister. Right. That's his aunt. Right. Like, does it not really, especially if yeah. you have a good relationship with And I don't remember her. how it got resolved, but maybe that was part of it. Like, look, this isn't right. And, you know, yeah. it ended up. Coming back together for a little while. Well, that's regardless. good. Regardless, yeah. Where, you know, it didn't it didn't have to be like that. Right. You know? But someone's strong-headed or will, you know, strong-willed about something. Yeah, well, and then, you know, after you give birth, you're just all hormonal anyway. You're crazy while you're pregnant. You're crazy while you're not. And you really, like, I mean. And you're just crazy all the time. So. <laughs> but you're unreasonable. I think some things, you know, are just unreasonable that, you know, Women ask after they give birth, their bodies are just... There's this week's shirt, I'm crazy, and I'm with crazy, and I'm with unreasonable. Oh, my gosh. So our <laughs> topics tonight actually are our own. We are... I've collected a bunch of um, comments and suggestions from our social media outlets on Instagram and Facebook, and so that's actually why we're even bringing this up tonight. We're good with our in-laws. We love our in-laws. For now. <laughs> We are truly blessed in that I see you've taken the time to use those beautiful blended life <laughs> note cards that I made for you. Well, I wrote these down. You know, I don't carry them around with me. You should. I should, but I don't. Yeah. Um, okay, so one of the questions we got was, how did your current in-laws ex- accept your new spouse? So my, I'll go first. My parents are very leery. Wait. Well, whatever. So my parents were very leery of me getting married again. <laughs> Gee, wonder why. You know, they're kind of, and I think my being, Mom and dad, I'm getting married again. <laughs> that was a cricket sound for uh, Instagram. These jokes are just never going to end. You um, know what? Your parents knew that you were getting married again before you did. I actually went through the... You asked them? Yeah, of course. I've never heard this story. Oh, I Can did. you tell me this story? This I've is your ne- parents. It was like, hey, walk into, walk into their office. You know, your mom's like, oh, let me see the ring. So I had actually bought the ring. And I'm like, you know what? You you asked my parents? Yeah. How do I not know this? And then your dad's Nobody's like. Nobody's told me this. Your dad's like, well, I guess you already bought the ring. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, really? you know, I already had a relationship built with your parents. Yeah. We loved each other. We were together you know? for a long time before yeah. that. Yeah. So. Um, and I think that matters too. I think being together a while before you make that commitment makes everyone a little bit more comfortable, especially when you're blending a family. Um, parents aren't going to be so supportive when you just are like, we've been dating six months. We've got seven kids between the two of us and we're, Hey, I just turned 18. I'm going to go elope. (laughs) I know my, well, my mom, my mom actually bought my wedding dress on the way to Tahoe for me. I know. She was like, I'm not missing my, she, you know, I told my dad, he of course was like my, my biological father. Um, and he wasn't going to go. And then my future husband's parents thought it was just the worst idea. We're very upset. Couldn't believe we were doing this. Thought we were stupid and crazy. Yeah. You're going to be divorced in a year. <sighs> Took three, but we got there. Yeah. Um, Palm readers, I swear. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> back to our topic at hand, how did our current, parents except your new spouse so my point was I guess my parents I think are just a little bit slower to warm up because they've been burned in the past you know I think my mom especially has a personality that she doesn't like to get too close and I don't know if you feel that in your relationship with her at all I think she's just she's just trepidatious a little bit I think you know it's just funny is your mom and I have such a unique relationship <laughs> and the jokes could start yeah, rolling. You know, here. maybe you and if we don't weren't tell on air, <laughs> they, they would start rolling. But we really do. Um, yeah. Actually, both your parents and I. Um, you know, you, your parents can feel so distant at times, but yeah. there's never a time that I'm around or they're around 
that they aren't so warm and welcoming. Yeah. You know, and I always um, it's funny because, you know, we can I don't know if all of our viewers know, but, you know, we're in a big family business and work with them hand in hand every single day. And we can have the roughest day with your parents. And at the end of the day, we can all go out to dinner. And I'm not speaking for you. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes. But we can all you go can, out to I dinner can't. and have a great time and just leave everything at work. Yeah. Which I know you guys haven't had the same type of experience. Mm-mm. But there's never a time where I'm like, man, her parents don't like me. Or I need to avoid her parents because... They're going to, you know, it's never like that. They're always so warm, welcoming, and loving. And I just love that. That's nice. I don't, I see it a little bit differently, but that's good. Of me and them? Um, I just, my stepdad, who I call dad, um, I think he fully embraces you and Buddy and Tori. Thanks. Sorry. Just saying names all over the place. Yeah, that's right. It's the new you. It's the new me. Cussing, saying names. Um, Sorry. But anyway, I think he embraces you and your kids wholeheartedly. And I think that's because he embraced me wholeheartedly as a child. Yeah. So I think that is what he knows and has done and practiced. Um, I think my mom doesn't get close to anyone. Not even me. You, you don't know, think I don't your mom's think, close to me? Um, maybe she's closer to you than me. Uh, yeah, sometimes you're like, <laughs> I can't believe they just told you that. I've never heard that. And yeah. I'm like, oh, how? You've been yeah. around them all day. Anyway, that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> but, um, and then I, what do you think about your parents embracing me? Oh, my parents love you more than they love me. That's not true. And the fact of the matter that you only married me to get to my grandma. Oh, I totally did. You guys, yeah. his grandma. Is she's just, so cool. She's so cool. Thank she's you. like... Four foot none. <laughs> and just the sweetest little. She lady. is. I did only marry you for your grandma. That yeah. is true. Um, yeah. So we got really lucky. So, but I know how hard it is when you don't feel welcomed by your in-laws. And I felt that before for sure. Um, I'm glad you don't feel that now. No, and I don't I totally think, don't either. Okay. But here's the thing. If, bef- if your parents hated me, we would not be married. I've done this before, yeah. like not doing it again. If my parents hated you, I would have listened to their advice this time. Right. And if my parents were like, he is bad news bears, I don't do this, Julie, um, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. I think that we, I think one of the unique things about being married before is you learn a l- whole lot of lessons. And one of those lessons is, is your relationship with your in-laws is really important. Um, and if you can't fix it before you're married, I would pretty much tell you you're not going to fix it afterwards. So Things what about usually these people, escalate. What about these people who are married and they are having these issues now? So I would say that you ha- you know you have to get to a place where you want to squash it. You know when you really are genuinely done with the fight, you have to get there first. Some people just aren't done with the fight. They have so much hatred or disdain to hold on to. And really, if that is in your heart, you're going to get nowhere. But when you're done with the fight, I'm like, ask them out to coffee, sit down with your in-laws, whichever one it is, and be like, I'm done fighting. I'm done with the negativity. It's not good for our kids. If you truly are. Don't just do it to do it. Right. You have to be ready. But I, you know, I would look at the bigger picture, kind of act like you're quote parenting. You know, like dealing with your yeah, ex or your, um, you know, your your children's step parents. If you're trying to reach out to them and bridge some gaps, I mean, you don't all have to like each other, but I think there has to be a mutual respect. You know that they're going to respect your marriage. They're going to respect you as parents. I think at the basic level in any relationship, there has to be respect. And I don't. I think people just get lost and and just refuse to have these conversations, you know, and I would say too, like, if I have a problem with your mom, I should go directly to her. I should not go to you to have you go talk to your mom on my behalf, like go straight to the source too, because I think that creates more problems and it puts you in the middle Mm -hmm. and then you got marital problems. You got, I mean, but people well, are really scared. It's just not healthy. 
No, but people are really scared to have tough conversations. That's really hard. And I understand that. But if you're truly wanting to be over and done with it, I think that you need to start having discussions and just asking them what is the root of the problem. If it's something you can't agree on, agree to disagree. Yeah. That's a real thing. You don't have to agree on everything. Just leave it at the table with you if you can. If it's like, hey, you know, we can't agree on, I'll just put an example out there. We can't agree on politics. Let's never talk politics when we're in the same room with one another. Right. And regardless, God loves everyone. I I mean, even a bigger picture than like politics, you know, I think that we get so narrow minded. And I will say if there's abuse going on, then that can't be fixed. You know what I mean? I I don't I'm not trying to say bridge gaps that are like going to make you go through fire, right? you know, but if it is just like testy and you just don't understand why they don't like me type of a situation, I would say the best thing you can do is go straight to the source. Don't guess, don't get in your head, don't freak out and make things worse than they are. Don't put your spouse in the middle of it, you know, man up, woman up, big girl panties on. Cowboy up. Yeah. Have those conversations. Yeah. Um, That's great advice. Yeah, do you have anything to add to that? No, I love it. Okay, so the next thing we got asked is, when the ex still talks to the in-laws. Oh. <laughs> Airball. Sorry. Are you choking I'm on choking. this one? We um, actually have that in, in uh, our relationship. Yeah? Right? My yeah. ex and my mother still talk, but they yeah. aren't like, hey, let's go to coffee and lunch today and go to have a girl's day. Um, they kind of... What would you call it? Co-grandparent? <laughs> you know? Which they is, coordinate. They coordinate. They do um, business. They're cordial with one another. Um, it's another one of those C words. And business. business. Yeah. You know, but they're friendly enough with each other. Mm-hmm. You know? I think they both know that there's been a past there. So, again, it's not let's go get our, our hairs did and our nails done and grab lunch when we're done. But they are fine to have a face-to-face conversation, mm-hmm. you know, and that that's all come with the, the co-parenting thing and uh, my ex and I getting on the same page. And mm-hmm. it's really just kind of softened it for everyone. That's like, hey, we don't all have to go hang out and have like this weird family dynamic, but we can all be in the same place at the same time, you know? Yeah. Kids can be graduating from school. We can all be there. Yeah. You know, we haven't had to have... Um, like a big celebration party yet for anything, you know, a wedding. But chances are when that time comes, it's not going to be a big hassle or a big issue, you know, for yeah. anyone. Well, and that's another thing I think that you brought up was really good point is good co-parenting trickles down. It totally does. To your in-laws. Yeah. And their relationship. Um, yeah, my, my mom does not talk to my ex-husband at all right she sees him <laughs> she's like walks the well other and way, she will I, no i mean i think my mom really has a heart your mom is one <sighs> she no but she to never forget she doesn't forget but my mom is also one that you know she's always told me you know hating my ex-husband would mean hating half of my children. Yes, she's very big on that. She's oh, very big on that. So if you're, you know, she's very big on like, if you sit there and hey, you hate your ex, your ex, well, you're just hating half of your children. And that's really stuck with me because they are half him. They're and half me. your mom me. loves your children. Yeah. So I think dearly. that she does, you know, she will always have respect that my ex is my children's father. And, you know, when we're out and we're all in the same place, she has tried to say hi or whatever. It's just super awkward. He doesn't look anyone in the eyes. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. He doesn't say hello. You know, he kind of looks down in a way. It's it's awkward, so I don't think there's anything there. But I think specifically this person was talking about, um, the person who reached out to me was saying that it's really hard. She's been going through noticing that as their blended family progresses, they were dating Mm -hmm. and they just moved in together. Okay. That's where they're at. And when that happened, when the moving in together happened, they were, um, are they a blended family? Do you know? They are, but they're blended. Okay. But what happened is, is she noticed the second they moved in together, her in-laws were very distant or her, I call them calling them in-laws, her boyfriend's parents became 
noticeably different, distant from her. And she's having a hard time with that. And I'm like, there's a couple things that could be going on here. You know, it could be that when you move in together, that does change your dynamic. And I know in-laws kind of want to give you your space. Yeah. Right? Like maybe it's out of respect. Maybe they're just backing off. um, You know, communicating with your spouse. Are they mad that you guys are cohabitating? Because the world our parents grew grew up in is so much different than the world we grew up in. Are they mad that you guys are cohabitating already? Without know, being married Without first. being married. Ooh. And that Blended could be... Blended families, like, man, kind of have to. Yeah, and it's always been a joke, you know, that, that the dad with the shotgun standing at the door, you know, but women are just as um, crazy, for lack of a better term. No, they're protective. They're, they're so protective. Women yeah. are almost more protective than, than fathers. Yeah. You know, so could the parents be mad about that? But what are some of your other thoughts? Well, she specifically was saying that. um, So when it comes to like the ex talking to the in-laws is that her boyfriend's ex Mm -hmm. baby mama. Okay. Constantly talking to her boyfriend's mom, her in-law, if you will. Yeah. And basically complaining about the situation to her. Like, so still using her as a friend to so open up and complain. Yeah. So she feels like the distance is coming from that toxicity of, you know, just spouting all this negativity about what's going on yeah. in their home and, you know, what the the situation is to her in-law. And that is really damaging to her relationship with it. And I'm like, that's super unfair. I think that. You know, for me, if that was happening, you best believe there would be some boundaries <laughs> put into place. Um, you know, and I'm kind of like, why isn't her boyfriend like telling her his mom this is so inappropriate? Yes. This is so inappropriate. Well, like you just mentioned a second ago, have those hard discussions. And listen, you don't need to tell your, um, we're going to call her an in-law. You don't have to tell your boyfriend's mom like, hey. This is inappropriate, but maybe let her know this is not helping your relationship. Now, you don't have to tell her, don't ever see her again. Don't talk with her, you know, Mm -hmm. because that that relationship is already there. That relationship is, I mean, as is any relationship, kind of, I mean, I I hate to put it harshly, but it's no one else's business but your own. But now if they're bringing your Mm -hmm. business into it, Mm -hmm. and again, like... Mm -hmm. I've been there and I'm like, I hate saying this because people are going to be like, oh, why are you saying this? But it truly, it's no one else's business but your own. But the minute she starts bringing your business into it and your family into it. Now, I know there's a there's a grandkid there, so that's always going to be part of it. But once the drama starts coming up, that's where the line's drawn. So maybe let her know what that line is. That's what I'm saying. Like you create boundaries, but I'm a little bit discouraged. Like, you know, I would hope. That you would have shut that down if this yeah. was our situation right. with your mom. Right. You know what I mean? If your ex was constantly talking to your mom about our home, which she's not in and doesn't really know anything about. Right. But starts complaining and, and it's so wrong and it's so bad and just being super disrespectful well, about it. Well, now it's putting, it would be putting my mother between our relationship and that really you know what i mean yeah i would just i would hope that i know for me i would shut if if it was my parent i'd have to be pressing this red button (laughs) yeah if my parent were doing that yeah you know then that would been shut down yeah and you don't need to go to the other parent about it you need to go to your spouse spouse your spouse really needs and your boyfriend like i would say you know you need to grow a pair and step up and tell your parent this isn't appropriate. Like, but also don't jump that gap either. Don't jump the mom in this in this situation and go to the ex girlfriend or ex wife or whatever. Go to the mom because that's the one that you really, at the end of the day, care about. That's the one that you need to have a relationship like you're for the saying- rest of the time. So if it was my mom, or say it was your mom dealing with your ex. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to your ex about it. Be like, look, don't talk. No, to you go my to. In-law. I'm going to go to your mom about it, and I'd be like, look, because it's ultimately your mom and I that need to have a relationship the rest of the, our lives. I don't care about your ex. I don't need to have a relationship with them. If we can, if we can co-parent with them, mm-hmm. that's wonderful. But, but do you think it's my place to go to my mom? So you just said that a second ago. 
I mean, if you have, well, I mean, I don't even think I would wait. I don't think I would wait for you to go to my mom. If I knew this stuff was happening. Yeah. You know, it shouldn't be my place to have to go tell you. You should. Right. That's kind of my point. I'm kind of like, if I saw this happening and my mom was engaging with my ex and it was destructive to our family, I would immediately, like, immediately go take care of that. Or what if your boyfriend or spouse at the time isn't recognizing this? Have a conversation with them. That doesn't cause problems, you know? We're not punching holes in the walls and... A lot you know, of, but you know, a lot of mama's boys are mama's boys. That's a yeah. real thing, and they don't want to hear anything bad about their mom. Yeah. And so, I think that's that women try to really tread lightly when it comes to men and their moms. Right. You but know, at the end of the day, those mama boys need to become men, you know, men, and they need to be husbands, and, and they need to be dads. Wives come before parents. Yeah. So also, I mean. You got to make sure if you're in a dating situation right now, you need to make sure before you get married that your potential life partner Mm -hmm. is got his priorities or her priority straight, right? Like a big red flag. If, and if your spouse is willing to let anyone disparage your relationship or your family, that's a huge red flag. Yeah. I don't care if it's a in-law. I don't care if it's a friend even a child, I, you know, I think that you have to be with someone who's going to fiercely protect your family because blended families are really hard and blended families face a lot of unique challenges and it's all different for each family. But if you aren't fiercely protective of your family, each spouse, then you are going to crumble. There's going to be a foundation that's so shaky that, you know, a lot of stuff will come in between and just rip it to shreds. So, um, but I, you know, I think that boundaries are required when exes are having dealings with in-laws. And I think that's reasonable, you know, and it can look different for everyone. What's comfortable for you is different than what's going to be comfortable for me. And that's okay. We're not the same person, you know, but it's respecting each other's comfort levels and really protecting each other. Yeah. And, right? And, and, yeah. And making sure that at the end of the day, everyone, you know, keeps kind of a cool head about it. Because if it turns into a problem, it's going to turn into a huge problem. So handle it best as possible. Um, can I go back to something real quick? One of our viewers is saying, um, and this is something you can totally relate to, because um, her mother, correct me if I'm wrong, but her mother doesn't want to get close to her boyfriend or spouse mm-hmm. because she's had she's she's had lost before and yeah, i feel like this is way. your mom yeah right yeah and it and it's taken it's so long thing. for your mom it didn't take your mom so long to warm up but i feel like the relationship isn't like feet first like it's how my parents magic. are with you yeah my parents like have no <laughs> there's no buffer with you you know and i've totally seen this with your mom and my advice to that is just in my position do everything i can to show your parents that i love mm-hmm. you i love your children i love our family and i'm not going anywhere yeah i know? just think it takes time and, and it's on their time it it, you know? it really does it so, takes yeah yeah so because if your mom's like oh i'm kind of reserved about that i don't mm-hmm. go well let's not invite your mom she doesn't like me don't play the pity party be like we're going to invite your mom everywhere because we want your mom everywhere. <laughs> we do. We're going on a we're date later. Kidding. We do. We love and we want mom. your mom there. Yeah. Get a big, large bucket of popcorn. <laughs> Cut the bottom up. Okay. Anywho, I agree. And I think that, I think that in-laws and parents are totally entitled to feel whatever they feel their experiences look at divorce affects everyone divorce does not just affect the two who are getting divorced right we know it affects the kids but it also affects our parents you know i mean they grew to love someone and build a relationship with someone and then we just tear it apart and they have no say i mean they have a say but they truly have no say yeah <laughs> they, they can't make they can't they force you yeah. to stay together so they they might have a dog in the, in the fight, but they have no <laughs> leash on the dog. That's right. And I, I think that there needs to be a whole lot of grace extended to parents 
and let parents warm up in their own time. You know, don't give them any reason to hate you. <laughs> you know, I mean, just be real, be genuine. Don't try too also, hard. Also, don't put on a show when you're around right. either, though. They you will because then they'll like a lie. And who and wants to and like a lie? They're going to see through it eventually. And also, Absolutely. it's just going to be a ginormous facade that you're going to have to live with. Every time you see them. Yeah. And you're not always going to be able to put on that show. Yeah. So your parents have just had to learn to accept me for who I am. <laughs> and my parents have had to learn to accept you for your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, but I think that there just needs to be a whole lot of grace and just extend that time. And look, if you're married and aren't going to go anywhere, you have a lifetime, right? Like you have a while to prove yourself. And it does take time and circumstance. I mean, before you marry someone, you should know them over time and circumstance, right? You should see them at their worst, know them at their best. You know, um, how do they like spend holidays with them? Go know their family. They have kids. You're going to certainly need to see how they interact with their kids. There's so much we have to take in before we agree to marry someone in a blended family. Well, and also one of our parents are the same. Yeah. One of our viewers just said that um, it might take the in-laws time, too, because they're used to you being a single parent, you know, and having to give all that extra time and commitment to help you and the grandkids. And uh, when there's another person involved, that does take a while to warm up to also. I mean, regardless of how much you love them or dislike them, um, it all takes time. And some people just don't like change. That's it. You know, I think a lot of parents miss parenting. And so they see you as a single parent with your child and they're able to jump right in and rescue and, you know, have a purpose in life again. And then you find someone and that person comes in and starts filling that void. Um, and they're needed less and to be needed less as a mom really never feels good. You know, I think moms just want to nurture and protect and want to be there. And I think that it's got to be hard to be replaced, you know, when you've kind of filled that void. So someone here, um, wrote Brooke, hi Brooke. Um, that she says that sometimes she thinks the in-laws have to give up their control or their helpfulness because now it's a two-parent household and previously a single person is, yeah, so not solo anymore. You just read that, huh? (laughs) I'm just sitting here laughing behind you while you're reading it. (laughs) But Sorry, I had to just (laughs) let you keep going. Oh Well, that's what Brooke said. That was what we were talking about. Thanks, Brooke. We should answer her again. Um, But I think that's that's so right. That's so right on. It is. You just well, need to be. <laughs> and again, another another viewer, though, was saying that um, the parents, yeah. grandparents, are always looking to protect their their children, their grandchildren, yeah. and their own children. Yeah. You know, so there is a bit of a territorial issue there. Oh, absolutely. Also. You know, there's so many dynamics to yeah. it, you know. And then also, something that no one's talked about, but how about bringing not only a new spouse around or mm-hmm. a new boyfriend or whatever, but if you're going to be a blended family, new kids. you're bringing new kids around. And what if these kids are little punks or they're not parented well or they're parented just a completely different style? You know, it's it's going to be rare that you get on the same page and all the kids are just the same. I think there's a tremendous amount of pressure on grandparents to treat everyone equally. You know, they feel guilty for loving their biological grandparents children more than their step-grandchildren and I think that's okay I mean they've been with their step-grand or their biological grandchildren from day one you know you can't expect someone to love someone who they just met as much as they've spent a lifetime with you know I mean you can try to act and treat them the same but I think there's a lot of pressure for that I think that kids put a lot of pressure on their parents to treat everyone equal and love everyone the same. And you've got to show them. And I just think that's an unfair expectation to put on grandparents, especially. I mean, I think it can grow. Yeah. And if, and if the grandparents I think it are needs willing to, grow on its own. to take that extra yeah. step and that extra leap and that extra effort, mm-hmm. you know, um, I know just kudos to my mom. She is head first about everything about our relationship, yeah. our marriage, our children, you know, our, she just, She's done everything to try, and my dad as well, but really just to, mm-hmm. you know, without even, it's not even a show. She really is just No, like she's all-inclusive. All about it, yeah. <laughs> like an so, all-inclusive but, resort. But that's got to yeah. make you feel good, too, because 
that's not because like, oh, she loves her son and she just wants him to be happy. Mm-hmm. That's not it at all. She truly loves you and your yeah. children and wants us to be happy. Totally. Which she, is which is yeah. saying a lot about you. Oh. So. Yeah, your mom's the best. We're very, very blessed. And again, if it wasn't that way, I probably wouldn't be married to you. Because I know it's I thought you so- married me for my grandma. Now you're saying you married me for my mom? <laughs> for your family. Oh. Okay. Thanks, but, guys. But really, though, I mean, it's so hard when you don't have that. I just have lived that life before, and it's just, it makes it makes every, you know, holiday uncomfortable, and, um, you know, you're getting unwanted parenting advice, you know. You're just or, not wanting to be there, like, oh, we got to go to your parents And you for can't dinner. wait to leave, and that makes your spouse yeah. feel bad. I mean, your spouse probably hardly gets to see their parents if you have a it's funny we kind of have to drag each other away from each other's spouses or uh parents <laughs> each other's spouses. Yeah, other we spouses. have other we have a, we have other ones we keep them in the back i call them your parents <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean so i i just really can't you know underline highlight circle enough how important it is to figure out relationships with your in-laws if you can do it before you're married it matters. It will affect your marriage. It will affect your family. It will affect your kids. And um, we don't give it enough importance, I don't think. It's like gum disease. Okay. It'll, it'll eventually get to the heart of it. Wow. Anything more about in-laws? I'm really liking this Instagram thing. People wave at us. That's why I keep waving. I'm waving back at the people at Instagram. Hi, people on Instagram. Thank Do you, you want for to read their, their things again? I can't see them. <laughs> I can't see the comments. That's why I keep going awkwardly to the, to the screen so I can read. Oh, Um, okay. So, um, we have two questions dealing with stepkids. We're going to segue into our second part of this, um, podcast. And I think we'll do this one first. So we're going to talk about discipline. We've already talked about this, but specifically, what do you do or how do you handle it when your spouse disciplines your child or parents your child in a way you don't agree with? So what do you do when the step-parent disciplines your child, your biological child, in a way that you disagree with? This is, this is a weird one for me because we're kind of opposite of that, where we've had to work on like, hey, we need to discipline each other's children better rather than just stopping and not disciplining them. Right. So this is like kind of the whole extreme opposite of that mm-hmm. where you're like, we're like disciplined. We don't discipline each other's children. <laughs> yeah, what is back. that like? <laughs> we leave it really. I mean, how our family is set up in case you're just jumping into our podcast series and you haven't listened before is, you know, we kind of like I discipline my children. He disciplines his children and we kind of serve. on this level. Yeah. We kind of support each other. Oh, my goodness gracious. Ross hands. Um. We, so our, how we do our blended family and it's worked so far, um, for us is probably not worked for other people, but, um, we just kind of respect the fact that all of our kids have mom and dad biologically both present. And so we let mom and biological parents, mom and dad lead. And then the step parents serve as a support system to that. And we kind of follow, right? So the parents lead, the step parents follow, the kids seem okay with it and understand it. It works for our family. We find it respectful for the biological parents, you know, um, but that's because we share custody 50-50 with everyone. So I think it would look different too if we had full custody of these kids. It'd probably be a different story. That's just not our story. Um, but if I was disciplining your children, in a way that you didn't love. We've kind of talked about this. We have, because I think that the way that we parent isn't necessarily the greatest way either. You can kind of go any way with it. It's not, it's not the perfect way. You could argue way. both sides. It's you not could the be perfect a lawyer. way. Yeah. Yeah. It can be, it There's really no perfect be. way. Let me just um, put that out there. Now I'm going to tell you what I know is the right answer, but not necessarily how we've handled it in the past because we are humans and we are learning, but if your if your spouse is disciplining your child or children or whatever's happening yep you kind of unless there's a threat there or there's a there's a problem something you know 
where you're like, this is going to cause legal issues. It's an, it's if it's abusive, you if stop it's abusive, it. Right? You shut it down immediately. Absolutely. Yeah. And mm-hmm. maybe not be know. with that person. No one should be abused. Right. Maybe yeah. Leave the <laughs> leave the scene of the crime and and yeah. figure it out. That's right. Um, but you know if it's like you the kid left the toilet seat up and you're angry at him and you're you're you know just running them up, you know, and they're, I'm sorry, I won't do it ever again. And you just keep going, going, whatever, you know, and I'm not agreeing with that or whatever, whatever it is that again, unless it's abusive, wait until it's done. And what should happen is I should then have a talk with you behind closed doors, not in front of. That's right. As we've discussed. Yes. Yeah. And get on the same page there. Otherwise what happens is you undermine your spouse your and spouse's authority in the home. Exactly. And it mm-hmm. takes and it takes that <laughs> takes mm-hmm. it down a notch. Yeah. Well, and the kids learn that, oh, dad's really in charge. My stepmom isn't, so F her. Or vice versa. Or mom's in charge. My stepdad's no one in this house, so F him. I'm gonna do what I want. You can just I'll just here. There it is. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. That is that is how we've agreed that. <laughs> should we start doing this right that is how we would handle it um i think we've only had like one situation that was jumped in the middle of but there hasn't really been an issue i feel like we do pretty well but i do think that's important like you need to let the you need to you need to let the step parent handle it especially if you want that i feel like in our relationship you know you you especially really want me to step up in a big way. I think that it would help your relationship with with my son. That's what we're that's talking a about. Another, story. but that's the only and that's the only reason for it. Now, for instance, um, your daughter, the nine year old, is starting to get a little bit of a voice on her and starting to get that attitude. No, <laughs> right. Um, so she is out of all the children, the one that I've and just kind of recently. Like, hey, you need to, you know, and but her and I have been around each other since she was two. She was in diapers, you know, so her and I have a little bit more of a click, you know. Yeah. We've been around each other since she genuinely won't remember life without you. Right. Yeah. So I feel like in order to have those talks with her, she's okay with it versus like one of the other the big kids. My son, you know? my 14 year old. Yeah. And he's very respectful. Um, and I've never really had to step in. There's only been one time where I've been like, Hey, you need to stop talking to your mom like that. You know, that's only one time. It's only been one heated discussion and it was kind of about like life changing things, you know, but, uh, you know, if you can kind of find that common ground and not fight the big battles, but you can help, you know, you know, not fight the big wars, but you can help with the small battles here and there without, you know, and be on the same page doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you need to have authority figure and walk in and, you know, pump your chest yeah. and show that you're, you know, king of the house. But again, this is something that you guys need to be on the same page with. Like, however, discipline can look so many different ways, right? You can ground them to the room. You can take away devices. You can make them do chores. You can send them out to run laps. You can make them write Bible verses. I did that once. I'm like, um, we know your parenting style now. <laughs> But I mean, there's like discipline, like consequences, right? There's 10,000 of them. But I think it's really good for your marriage to get on the same page with how does discipline look, right? Who's disciplining? What are the expectations? How much authority do I have? Well, and also, you know, something I see in our marriage is. Oh, God, great. (laughs) Who gets disciplined? How? And we're going to take. We're going to take my kids completely out of the equation. Oh, your son and your daughter get disciplined completely different. They're different kids. And that's that, that was my point. So that's also a discussion. What kid gets parented how or, or you know, at what point? Yeah, because there is different boundaries with different kids, you know? No, absolutely. But what I'm talking about is, you know, is it is it going to be am I going to be OK with you being the primary disciplinarian in the home? Or is that my role? Or is it our role? Yeah. There doesn't have to I be mean, a primary discipline. But I mean, you need to discuss these things. I'm like the jester what, in the house. Yes, you are. So You're just the clown. 
<sighs> Whatever. Stepped into that one. But I think, again, just have these conversations, right? Like work yeah. it out beforehand, before you move in together. I mean, things can change after the fact, but at least you start out with having some kind of basis of what your plan's going to be. And then, you know, you're blending a family. So that all goes out the window at some point. I do realize that. Um, but I think just even practicing, even if the plans change, practicing having one and making one and being on the same page, you're going to have to do that your entire marriage. Yeah. So well, it's just good communication skills yeah. and it keeps you communicating and talking with your spouse and just on the same page. Yeah. Ultimately you want to be reading the same book. Mm -hmm. And I'm fully, I fully believe that no matter how much you believe something is a step parent, whatever you think is right, however much you've invested, however much you care, you know, I think that you really do always defer in the end to the biological parent. I think that is just how it is. I don't care how much you've done and, you know, how many days you stayed home with their sick kid, you know, whatever it is that you feel entitled to, you're just not entitled to anything as a step parent. I mean, respect, but I think that in the end, it's going to be the biological parent's way and just know that. Well, I don't think that's even, I think that's just something you have to accept. What if your spouse gives in all the time? This is one of the viewers asking, what if yeah. the spouse gives in all the time and there is just no discipline? I mean, I don't know what to do about that. So, that puts you in an unfair position, right? right? Like, how sad, right? You're in an unfair position. But this is something and that in has a to position, get solved. You have to talk about it. So it has to be. It has to be communication. You have to have that conversation with your spouse, and you know, love keeps no, <laughs> no, no track or no record, but it totally does. So you need to come to your spouse. <laughs> It it's Love I've learned totally keeps a tally sheet. Is that what you're saying? I have learned, and I've learned by not our pastor, but our our pa one of our pastors at that we got counseled with mm -hmm. that you do need to keep track to a point. And that verse is so much bigger than like oh yeah. just forget about everything because that's kind of my way of going. I'm just like oh forgive forget and like let's yep. never bring it up again. Yep. Right. Just move on. Just move on. No, but it's really good. We we resolve nothing. I'm the happiest we just person you know until I'm not happy. But <sighs> you need to have that conversation with your spouse. You need to be like, look, and bring a tally sheet. And it doesn't have to be everything, and it doesn't have to be detail for detail verbatim mm -hmm. of what it is. But you mm -hmm. need to be like, look, this isn't getting handled. This isn't getting handled. You know, the kid keeps you know punching holes in his walls. You know. Well. I, this needs to stop. I think and this, this is, is the, why the frustrating thing about being a step parent is you have no rights. All right. You have all the expectations that are put on you, but you have absolutely no rights. So, and this is why blended families split up so much because there's an imbalance of power. Truly. I mean, like it or not, you don't have rights. You're not the biological parent. You're dealing with an ex who's probably there and has more pull than you do. Which is so frustrating. Yeah, I mean, and so you really just either have to accept that which you can't change. And if you can't, then I would, you know, try to figure it out in counseling. We believe in prayer um, also. But I think that, I mean, you have two choices, right? I mean, you either have to work it out with your spouse and come to a head. And I think that's, uh, that's the, number or you one have thing. to just settle in and accept that this is the way it is. And, you know, be you, you know, discipline where you feel like if you're not getting pushback from disciplining, then that's, I guess, good. Keep doing it and just realize you're never going to change another person. But can you live without changing without that change? You know, yeah, so if you're like, I can't question. live without that change, you need to have that hard conversation with mm. your spouse and it doesn't have to be, you know, like we're going to we're going to change everything and set these major boundaries right now. But, you know, if you can start off with baby steps and you can come up with small consequences, you know, but something's got to give. And the flip side of that is, too, if the kid never grows up with consequences, they're never going to have boundaries as an adult. They're going to go to work. They're going to go to school 
or whatever, you know, get pulled over by the police officers and it's going to be live PD, you know, all over again because these kids are not going to have respect for anyone with any type of authority figure. If they can't, if they can't respect their own children or their own parents, Mm -hmm. they're never going to respect anyone outside of that household. Yeah. Right. And I would have to venture to say that this is just, if you're, if your husband or boyfriend is no discipline in that area in his life, I would assume that that also carries over to other areas in his life yeah, as well. He may have been an only child. And so I think that, I don't know, I'd be super curious just to know if like this bleeds over to other areas and how that is in their marriage. Because a lot of times you pick one area to focus on, mm-hmm. but that area, really everyone else, every other area has the same problem. It's just easier to talk about kids that aren't yours. Right. It totally is. Than to deal with other things. So that's my thought on that. Last little question here we got was what to do when a, your stepchild ignores or disrespects you? Mm, you can answer to that. <laughs> I mean, really, though, like. Not yeah. to call my son out, but you guys have had that issue before. Yeah, I think that. Go for it. Uh, it's okay. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Um, It's really odd. I'm just going to tell the viewers what it is. You know, there'll be some times where I'll be in the same room and I'm being talked about or the conversation's flowing like I'm not there. Or it'll be like, ask Julie this or did you tell Julie this and. I'm right there like you can tell me yourself or the lack of eye contact or won't say hello, goodbye. Um, Will walk right past me without acknowledging my existence. Will walk away from me when I'm talking to him. Now, has this gotten any better over time? No, I think it's, I think I have to engage first. I don't think he's ever been forced to acknowledge, you know, it's never been like you need to respect her mm-hmm. and a form of respect is acknowledging her. Like, I don't, I don't see that. I don't know what does happen behind closed doors, obviously what you guys talk about, but um, I think that I am trying to step up and trying to acknowledge first, mm-hmm. you know, but I think it's definitely one-sided. Yeah. It's one-sided. It's not, we're not even meeting in the middle. It is if I don't lead that, it doesn't happen. And even then it's like, Eh, I don't really care if you're here or not. Yeah. I could give so, or take you. So, and this is something we've talked about quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I do talk with him behind closed doors about this. You know, or I used to a lot more. I don't have to as much anymore. I feel like you guys have made, you guys have closed in the gap quite a bit. But always my rebuttal to this is if you force someone, and we're just going to use an example. if you If I force him to call you mom, like you were forced to call your stepmom mom. Yeah. If I force him to do all this stuff. Now being being kind, polite, courteous, all that type of stuff is something I'm going to I mean, he I'm would have to, better manners in a grocery store. I'm go- well, it's something I'm going to distill on him. I mean, it's again, it's something that I don't fight with him right there in front of you about and put everyone in an awkward situation, but we talk about this type of stuff mm-hmm. behind closed doors when it's him and I. Mhm. But also, my big thing is if you want to have a relationship with a child, I think it's the adult's place to step up and, you know, like same thing. You know, your in-laws don't want to have that relationship with you because they've been burnt. They've been hurt. You know, mom walked out on dad, so why do I want this new mom? You know, I feel, I see you getting mad about this. I don't, I just have a different point of view, which is fine. We're just different. Which is fine. But I think as the adult... It's our place to find that connection because if I didn't find the connection, for instance, with your son, him and I would never, ever, ever, ever have a connection Mm -hmm. because your son just isn't the type of person that's like, hey, I want to have a connection with this guy. Me and your your daughter, we flow just fine. Yeah, but she connects with everyone. Right. Not to say that you're not special. I'm not. No. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) She loves everyone. But you know what I mean? So as an adult, I have to... I have to con- I have to constantly pursue having an a re- having a relationship with your son, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes it's comfortable, sometimes it's not. But that is I feel like I constantly pursue the same thing with your son. Mm-hmm. I think that I think there's you're making it into four. I'm not asking for a forced relationship. I think you're kind of being over dramatic about that. I don't think it's I don't think 
I don't think basic niceties or like basic level respect is forcing a relationship. Like acknowledging someone's presence is common courtesy. Mm-hmm. And I think that at the basic level, that doesn't mean you're going to have a relationship or not. But I think you teach your children common courtesies just right. to get through life. Like, that's not forcing a relationship. Forcing a relationship would be like, oh, you are going to go hang out with her. You are going to go talk to her every day. A kid walks in a room, they don't have to be the first one. Like, you can be like, hey. I do. And you do now. You do now. (laughs) But it used to be a time where if he wasn't the one to acknowledge it, you'd be like, why didn't he talk to me? Why didn't he say anything? I guess I I probably miss, yes. And I probably miss put, misplaced my frustration on him when it should have been placed on you Mm -hmm. because I feel like you let that slide as a parent. However, you let that slide as well, where you're like, he walked into the room, he never said anything to me, but I'm like, yeah, but you never said anything to him. Yeah. I know it's the child, you know, I, mm. Yeah, I mean, are we? Yeah, is he going to be I thirty mean, years old, and we're still going to be like, "Oh, he's the child." No, but is he going to be thirty That's years old, and, and he walks into the Maybe. room, and you're like, "Oh, there he is. Let's see if he says hi to me." Yeah, no, you kill him with kind. No, he walks into the room, and you're it's, like, "Hey, what's up? How are you?" And it, then if he doesn't say anything, mm-hmm. then it's a problem, right? But you can, you got to kill him with kindness. You got to mm-hmm. kill all of them with kindness. Yeah. Again, I would have I no relationship with your kid. With your son, if I didn't kill him with kindness, him and I would have said 10 words in the last year to mm-hmm. one another. I constantly have to go in and force, <laughs> force, but I also my, think force that a relationship. There's been a lot of work like with my kids. My kids aren't allowed to disrespect. Like I don't tolerate any form of disrespect with my kids. Mm-hmm. They're just not allowed to. Right. I won't tolerate it. Right. I'm very... Like they're going to learn basic social norms and they're going to learn basic respect. And there's a lot that's going on behind scenes to help you and Anna. um, (laughs) That's all right. You've said all the kids. Ah, We're just going to bring them on next week. You guys. Um, But I think that there's been a lot of work behind the scenes, you know, to, I think you disregard or don't give enough credit to the work I've done behind the I scenes. I just got done saying like you have done like so much that relationship. But mm-hmm. I think, I think we're all just different. And I also try to teach my kids that relation, especially because of where I come from mm-hmm. relationships are two sided. Right. So you can't expect, and kids need to learn that kids feel so entitled you know, I exist, therefore I'm entitled. And it's like... Therefore, when the kid walks in the room, he should say hi to me. No, <laughs> but it's a two-way relationship. It like, totally is. It has, yes, it can't thank just you. Be Amen, me. leave it there. It I can't totally just agree. be me. I totally agree. But it is. No, so you don't agree. Not anymore. <laughs> Excuse me. No, I totally... No, I've seen it growing. I've I promise seen it. you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But... It totally, I mean, I think that kids, anyway, I think kids need to learn that relationships are two-sided, and the earlier they can learn that, the better service it does them in life. Like, forget about Mm -hmm. me. Whatever about me, but, like, their relationships in the future. But you can only force, yeah, but you can only force it so far. The kid is going to have to come around on their own. Like, and again, I'm not trying to pick on your son, but again, like, if you don't force him to go do something with me sometimes. Yeah. I'll, I ask him quite often. He's no, no, no. Sometimes you force him to do it. Mm-hmm. And, it and then puts he has a good time, right? With me, but it puts such a void with you guys where like he comes over here and he feels forced to do things sometimes. He's like, oh, he just knows mom's going to make me do this. Yeah. I mean, sometimes he doesn't want to go hang out with his stepbrother. Mm-hmm. But am I just going to be okay with that forever? No, but... Or do I force him to go do stuff with the stepbrother? Every so often. Is that the right thing to do? Every so often. And every so often I do. But No, but you have to get it to a point where they do this stuff on their own. We can't force them to do stuff all their lives. Otherwise, we're going to be holding their hands all their lives. And, and, you know, I had a job interview with them. Like, no, you need to say this. No, you need to shake his hand now. No, you need to open the door for her. No, my point is to teach them... To go have successful relationships on their own. Right. Right. You have to be like, listen, this is how you need to behave. These are basic level respect that we have in this household. Mm -hmm. You know, like I would say to stepchildren, I don't have an expectation of you guys to be best friends or for this person to be a mom 
for you, but the very basic level, you're going to respect my wife. Yeah, that's period. Not, yeah, you are going to show her or you know show my husband if it's mm-hmm. reversed. You know, basic social. You know, courtesies. Mm-hmm. It's just what's going to happen in our household, and that honors your marriage, and that sets the bar and the tone for your home. If you can't instill those and enforce those, I'm not talking about forcing relationships. I'm talking about forcing manners, mm-hmm. then, which is just a sign of respect and honor for your spouse, then I don't, I have nothing. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a super important. Anyway, we're going to end there. All right. Way to have the last word. That's oh, right. well, I mean, you can, but no, 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 I, no, I have nothing great. more to it's say. Great. We're going out. We're going out. We know there's no change in. There's no change of minds at this point, ladies and gentlemen. I have dance in 10 minutes. I got to go anyway. Yeah. She has to go make the money. Oh, yeah. Nobody yeah. pays see this. They pay in pesos. <laughs> What's the name of the donkey? Wow. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that if you enjoyed rude. our podcast. <laughs> awesome. Give us a thumbs up. I need to start saying this at the beginning. Give us a thumbs up on here, you guys. Yeah. This helps us. And yeah. It, and it helps you. And I'm loving all the comments and questions that we're getting. And thank you guys for all of those because that just makes the community tighter. So follow us. Give us a thumbs up. Give us likes. If you're listening to us on iTunes or a reviewable site, give us some reviews. And again, they only let you do five stars. So thanks for the five star reviews. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys next week. I think next week's going to be a different time. We've got some crazy life changes coming up. Um, But it'll only be for a month or two. So we're going to be on air at a different time. But we'll still be on Thursday regardless. So thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah, we'll see you guys later. And I got the last word. Bye. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.